folks i'm back with another extra um funny story i actually like <laughs> um i did like a an original take of this extra in that i was like okay here's what i'm gonna do um i'm gonna talk about this this and this and then life goes on except i didn't really do that and i got so off track that i'm like this is not this is not acceptable <laughs> for an episode i even if this is the like an informal type of episode nope i'm not i'm not doing that um so anyways um so today what i would like to do is i'm gonna just try and recap everything we know about characters and i guess like yeah characters really it's just the majority of like characters and stuff recapping all of that for Pokemon Legends, Arceus or Arceus, however you want to say it. Because uh, yesterday, um, uh, uh, the Pokemon company was like, hey, we got another uh, trailer for you of these other characters that you should be concerned with. And I'm like, okay. And then I watched it. And of course, there's a new Pokemon uh, revealed as well, or rather it's an existing Pokemon with a new form, a Hisuian form. And of course, I'm going to talk about that as well. So um, with, I, I guess, around a month, uh, almost exactly a month, I believe January 22nd is the release of this game. And 28th, never mind, I'm wrong. Um, although I guess it differs from location to location, but um, it's almost, we're reaching almost a month until this game's release. So I'm gonna try and keep these updates as, as uh, regularly as possible because I'm personally really excited for this game. So without further ado, let me recap. And this can all be found on the uh, website describing Pokemon Legends Arceus. I'm just gonna try and pick apart bits of it and analyze uh, and, and analyze as, as I go, I guess. Well, not really, I'm just, I'm, I'm recapping, I'm recapping. Okay, anyways. So you're, you as the protagonist, either as Akati or Rei, um, your goal will be to meet every species of Pokemon from every corner of the Hisui region as you work to complete the land's first ever Pokedex. And I feel like because a lot of the gameplay footage that's being shown, I don't want to talk a lot about like the Pokemon and things like that. Um, and the gameplay, I think I'll just dedicate another extra to summarize that really. I just want to focus on characters and stuff, but given the context of this game and what the, like the trailer, the various trailer uh, footage has shown us because there's multiple trailers out there now, is that there is a there's a, a lot going on in terms of like the things you're gonna have to do as as the player. Um, there's the whole thing with the whole Arceus phone thing, which still cracks me up, and I'm just I, why is that a thing? <laughs> All right then. Um, anyways, uh, um, but you're gonna have to do a lot of like crafting and stuff. The Pokeballs have like wooden designs. Um, you got to travel around, complete quests, uh, study Pokemon. You know, you got the pastures to keep them in instead of PC boxes. Um, everything is like the base of your operations of the Survey Corps is in Jubilee Village. Like there's a lot going on. Um, and uh, this is definitely going to be very interesting for a new core series Pokemon game. This, this feels totally different. This is really going outside of what the core series Pokemon games normally does. So this is, this is, as I like to put it, bonkers. Um, uh, let's see. And there's also gonna be a Survey Corps member who's close to your age and has been at the Survey Corps for some time. Uh, and of course, this just depends on the avatar that you pick. So you're definitely gonna have your like friend character, I suppose. 
Then next, the next character we have is well, so the, the the thing I was just describing was you. If you like, if you end up getting this game, the avatar. So I just described the avatar character. Next character is Professor Lavington. As a member of the Galaxy Team's Survey Corps, Professor Lavington conducts research into Pokemon's modes of life. He aims to create a complete Pokedex. So what I find interesting about what the trailer footage has shown us thus far is that when it comes to Pokemon's modes of life, so it's like how do they behave and stuff. Um, I believe some of the objectives that they've shown in some of these trailers was like seen this Pokemon three times or like studied it this much. Like, so it's like, you gotta actually, you can't just like throw balls randomly at Pokemon and catch them and whatnot. Uh, you, you actually have to do extra steps, at least to my understanding. And of course that's gonna help uh, Professor Lavington with his uh, research. And I, I, find, I, find, I find that really interesting. Uh, I wonder what his character's motivations are. And the thing is that he looks like a completely new character. It's going to be some characters that I'm going to talk about, especially the new ones that were introduced yesterday, um, that greatly resemble characters that exist in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. So the thing with Lavinson, though, is he does not, at least to me, does not appear to resemble uh, anyone in particular. Um, who knows? Maybe he's like, because he's wearing this like really snug hat. Maybe his whole thing is that maybe he he originated from the area that would be known as Snow Point Temple because it, I mean I, I guess his is supposed to be colder anyway. But okay, anyways, I'm getting distracted. Okay, Commander Komodo. Commander Komodo, the boss of the Galaxy team, can be a harsh leader at times, but the team members trust him deeply and know him to be reliable. So I have a little bit of a theory about Komodo. So he's wearing a yukata, okay? And um, on the design of his uh, yukata, there's like three spheres and like a crest design underneath it. I have a theory that those three spheres are representative of Azelf, Yuxi, Mesprit. Azelf, Yuxi, Mesprit are the late guardians that were introduced in uh, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. And they have a very, like, it's a very brief moment that they appear in the story, but they actually are very important in the broad scheme of things. Um, so Azelf represents willpower, Yuxi represents knowledge, and Mesprit represents emotion. And they, as the lake guardians, there are three lakes in Sinnoh, um, and they each take up residence at those lakes. The villain team of Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, Team Galactic, Team Galactic, Galaxy Team, you know? How the night changes. Anyways, um, the thing is, is that Team Galactic, headed by Cyrus, who's leading this, this whole thing, um, imprisons them uh, to, I guess, essentially prevent them from stopping him from going through with his plans. But you as the player, you will free them as a part of the story. So Azelf, Yuxi, and Mesprit will stop Cyrus from kind of getting what he wants to a degree. Um, you're still gonna have to battle him, of course, and whatnot. And then, but then it will eventually lead to you catching legendary Pokemon. So that's cool. Um, the thing is, is that, interestingly, I don't think I've seen any hint of Azelf, Yuxi, or Mesprit in any of the Legends trailers. Like, there, there doesn't seem to be any mention of them and things like that. So I find that pretty interesting. And I honestly did not notice this about Kamado's uh, Yukata until I looked at his character profile in more detail. So I was just like, that's an interesting touch. Like, I wonder if that's, if, if there's symbolism or if I'm just stretching this theory out. Okay, next up we have Captain Silene. Captain Silene is the leader of the Galaxy Team's Survey Corps. She is strict both with 
others and with herself, but she sees your potential and allows you to take a trial to join the galaxy team. So the thing is that, and a lot of people have observed this, is that uh, Silene greatly resembles the character of Cyrus, the villain, uh, main villain of, of Diamond Pro Platinum and the leader of Team Galactic. I mean, down to the hair color, the facial expressions, the sunken eyes, like it's like, they, 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 they look so similar. And the names as well, I mean, Silene is spelt C-Y-L-L-E-N-E and Cyrus is spelt C-Y-R-U-S. So it's just like, you know, it, it's, 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 it's a clear nod to, to Cyrus. So I guess we got our first instance of a uh, Diamond Pearl Platinum character equivalent in Legends. And then next up we have, uh, there's gonna be a bunch of characters I'm gonna be discussing and they're all part of two different collectives. Starting off with Mai. Mai is in charge of caring for a special, uh, caring for a special weird gear that can be found in the Obsidian Fieldlands. She and her partner Munchalax grew up together as if they were siblings. So uh, some things to note about uh, Mai's design that I find quite interesting is that she has a bracelet that has a design of weird gear on it. It's like this wooden bracelet. Um, but also on her like leggings, there's a design of the Pokemon of of the Pokemon Stantler. So Weird Ear greatly resembles Stantler. Stantler was a Pokemon that was introduced in Generation 2. Um, so it's technically been around for a while. It doesn't appear in many games though, and it's not a very remarkable Pokemon. So that's why Weird Ear cracked me up the first time. So I'm just like, I didn't know Stantler was gonna get another form essentially, but it is called a different Pokemon. Like it's a Pokemon with a different name. Weird Ear appears distinct from Stantler. So I don't equate them to be the same Pokemon. Um, and it's not like it got a Hisuian form. Weird Ear really is its own Pokemon. Um, but I find it interesting that there's a Stantler design on her leggings, so I don't know if that implies that Stantler can become a Weird Ear, or if Stantler and Weird Ear are in fact distinct Pokemon from one another. Maybe they're part of the same family of like Pokemon, like same group, I guess. Um, but I'm not sure, so I just found that um, interesting. So the thing with Mai is that Mai belongs to this group called the Diamond Clan. How do I know that? Well, we found that out yesterday from the trailer. Uh, we know that we know this from the trailer that was released yesterday that there are two clans. We got the Diamond Clan first. Um, then next up we have the character Leanne. Leanne cares for Cleaver, the Lord of the Obsidian Fieldlands. Though young, he has been given the role of warden because he has proven himself to be very talented. Leanne belongs to the Pearl Clan. Diamond Diamond Clan Pearl Clan, get it? Um, I'd also like to thank my friend uh, Chai. Chai has helped out with some other Pokemon episodes in the past and as well as theories and stuff pertaining to this game. So credits to Chai for uh, um, some of these uh, findings. But according to Chai um, is that the, interestingly, the character for gold in kanji in Japanese um, is seen in the diamond symbol. I don't know if there's any further implications to that. That might just be, it might just be what it is. Like maybe it isn't random, but maybe it doesn't have any broader implications, it really depends. Um, the reason I bring that up is that the, so the design for the Diamond Clan has that, has the, the resemblance of the Japanese character for gold, but, um, the pearl symbol for the pearl clan, um, th these are all visible symbols as well. Um, on Leanne's, uh, jacket, it, it, there, it doesn't appear to resemble any characters. Um, I, I guess that's just an interesting side note. 
Uh, a thing to note about Lian as well is much like Mai, who also has that wooden bracelet type of thing, um, Lian has a bracelet that resembles the face of Cleavor on it. Um, so I find that I find that interesting. Then next up we have Iskan. Iskan lives by the sea and cares for a special basket legion that makes its home in the area. He can be a bit easy to frighten and isn't too fond of ghost type Pokemon. So uh, Iskan obviously belongs to the Diamond Clan. Um, uh, and I'm sure his bracelet resembles a basket legion. You can't see the full bracelet from, from this angle from the character artwork, artwork they presented on the website, but uh, it, it I, I mean, what else would it be, I suppose? Um, and then next we have Arezu. Arezu feels a great deal of responsibility as a warden, and because of this, she tends to try and solve problems all by herself. She is tasked with the care of a certain lady Pokemon. Um, so Arezu also belongs to the Diamond Clan. Uh, the thing is that I don't actually know that we've met the Pokemon that Arezu is the warden of. So if Lian is the warden of uh, Cleavor, and it, it doesn't appear that Iskan is the warden for Basket Legion, it just takes care of a Basket Legion, the same way that May, like that Mai is in charge of caring for a special weird year, rather than being the warden of it. I'm not sure what Arezu is the like what Pokemon Arezu is the warden of. Is it the Hisuian Zoroark? Is that no? But that's like Cleaver is a whole new Pokemon, so I'm assuming. And uh, I wonder about that. All right, so let me uh, ex uh, explain a little bit more based on what the website has to say about the Diamond Clan and the Pearl Clan. The Hisui region isn't just home to the Galaxy Team, which you'll join. Two other groups also live here: the Diamond Clan and the Pearl Clan. Both clans don clothing designed to resemble certain Pokemon, and both pay respects to special Pokemon they call Lords and Ladies, or collectively, Noble Pokemon. So Cleaver is, counts as a Noble Pokemon. And both the Diamond Clan and Pearl Clan have Wardens who serve these special Pokemon. For example, the Warden Arezu, who serves a certain Lady Pokemon, is a member of the Diamond Clan, like I mentioned, and then we know the same with Leanne. Um, uh, yes, so moving on. And I'm going to pick apart the trailer a little bit as I talk about these next two characters. So first we have Adaman. Adaman serves as the leader of the Diamond Clan and has Leafeon as his partner Pokemon. Leafeon was an evolution introduced in uh, Generation 4. If you don't know what an evolution is, it's just a way of saying the Pokemon Eevee, which is a Pokemon that can evolve into different Pokemon depending on how you evolve it, um, usually elemental types. Eevee evolves into a Leafeon when exposed to a mossy rock. Uh, so, and that concept was introduced in generation four. So this daring young man hates seeing time go to waste and likes to rush forward without worrying too much about particulars. This way of thinking puts him at odds with Irida who leads the Pearl Clan. So the two are frequently seen fighting. Um, yeah, so um, Adaman has like a torque around his necklace, uh, around his neck, sorry. Um, and it's it's a gold colored torque with a diamond in it. I find that really interesting. Um, and he also has like a diamond necklace, like there's a pentagonal pendant that he has. Really, really interesting uh, color palette for this character for both his hair and his outfit. I actually really, I actually really dig it. It's, it's not bad, it's not bad. And then next we have Irida. Irida serves as the leader of the Pearl Clan and her partner Pokemon is Glaceon. This is another evolution also introduced in Generation 4. So when Eevee is exposed, exposed, exposed to an icy rock, it'll evolve into a Glaceon. So uh, Adaman and Irida both have, um, as their partner Pokemon, the two evolutions that were introduced in Generation 4. 
that can't be an accident. Um, also fun fact, and this is thanks to uh, Chai uh, for finding this out, um, or observing this rather, which is that Ataman, <laughs> if you put a T at the end of it, it's, it's the word adamant, right? But the thing with adamant, and I guess the bearings of that name, is that the Ataman is, is, is the leader of the Diamond clan. Diamond is, is, is related to Dialga, the Pokemon representing time in Pokemon lore and more specifically Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. Um, the thing is, is that Dialga has a special item uh, associated with it known as the Adamant Orb, which powers up its moves. So it's like, this guy's name is Adamant, and if you just put a T at the end, it's just, it becomes Adamant. And I'm just like, that's a genius find. I'm like, did they do that on purpose? <laughs> well, the thing with Irida is it's like, you know, it's I-R-I-D-A. Doesn't translate as nicely to the respective uh, orb associated with Palkia, the um, dragon Pokemon uh, representing space. Um, and the Pokemon, like in Pokemon lore and in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, it comes in Pearl. Dialga comes in Diamond. This should all make sense by this point. Um, um, see, the thing with Irida is that she, I mean, Palkia has like a, like, kind of like light, kind of muted pinks and a bit of purple thrown in there. I find it interesting that Irida's outfit is actually mostly this like pinkish red. It doesn't actually really match the color palette of uh, Palkia. Well, I mean, Adamant's outfit doesn't really match the color palette of Dialga for that matter, to be completely honest, but I just found that interesting. Um, I think with Irida though, is that yes, her name isn't a pun on the lustrous orb, which is the orb associated with Palkia, but she does have bracelets that appear to have lustrous orbs on them. So I find that interesting. Um, uh, she has a torque, uh, a silver torque around her neck, and um, that that also has a pearl embedded in it. I find that interesting. Okay, but anyways, Irida's description reads, as a leader, she feels it is important to have the courage to face the vast Hisui region without quailing before it. Though she is suspicious of you when you first meet, she will come to trust you thanks to the help you provide in quelling the noble Pokemon. Of course, we don't know which noble Pokemon this is in terms of the one that requires quelling. Will it be Cleavor? I mean, we've already seen footage of the player having to throw stuff at it and try and catch it and whatnot, I suppose. Um, but yeah. So that's interesting. Now I'm going to look at the trailer to analyze some more dialogue specifically. So we see that um, as well in the uh, trailer, we see that there are tents, there are tents that the Diamond and Pearl clans have pitched up around Hisui. Um, we have Areza saying, you galaxy people know all sorts of things. I'd like to learn even more from you. So there's, I think, information that the galaxy team is privy to, but I think equally that there's information and stuff that uh, the Diamond and Pearl clans, respectively, are also privy to within their own given space, like their own given circles, that the Galaxy team doesn't know. So this works definitely like a this this functions a lot like a network, probably of uh, circulating information trade. That's what I think is going on here. Um, yeah. So we get, we have uh, the thing is is that so the Diamond clan appears to be in the more temperate areas. But the Pearl Clan is all the way up in the mountains, where it's like cold and snowing. So I find that interesting. Then we got Leanne telling uh, telling you that he is of the Pearl Clan, of the Warden of Cleavor, Lord of the Woods. We know that now. Okay, so now we got the character reveals for Adaman and Irida. So Adaman announces himself as the leader of the Diamond Clan. Um, uh, he seems very kind of carefree and stuff. 
he then there's a then there's a shot this is 35 seconds into the video it's not a long video um everything will be linked in the description by the way i he says i wish i hadn't let myself get dragged into arguing with you almighty sino forgive me what a waste of time so this is a pun because <laughs> you know um the guy doesn't like to waste time he's the leader of the diamond clan diamond clans associated with Pal uh, sorry dialka so i just found that really funny <laughs> um then we got Irida. Um, she says, I'm Irida, leader of the Pearl Clan. Caution and foresight are my watchwords. Um, so she 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 definitely has a lot more of a uh, definitely contrasting attitude, especially like the website gives us that description as well, but you see it a lot more in the trailer. Then she says, Almighty Sinnoh made Hisui vast so Pokemon could live freely throughout. Um, this is an important piece of dialogue, by the way, because and Chai helped to confirm this for me. But uh, we think that when these two characters refer to Almighty Sinnoh, initially my first thought was that is how they are referring to Arceus. I thought this initially because Arceus is, I mean, the titular Pokemon of this game, first of all, and then second of all, it's the creator of everything. It created the Pokemon that the Diamond Clan and Pearl Clan, like it, it created the Pokemon these clans revere to anyway. So I'm just like, at first that was my thought, but, um, there's there's an intentional like butting of heads between these two characters. Um, uh, they like it's not even simply that they just are two. They are from two different clans. I feel like they're trying to achieve very similar things, but they believe they're the Pokemon that they respect and are attributed to is the one that everyone should be respecting and attributing themselves to i.e. the Diamond Clan believes in Dialga's powers, hence all the time stuff Adamant's concerned about. But then with the Pearl Clan, as Irida points out, is like space is the most important thing. So Palkia is the one that you need to, you know, respect and stuff. So Almighty Sinnoh then actually either or represents Dialga and Palkia. So it depends on who you're talking to. And I find that really interesting. So I don't know if this game is gonna do maybe like a fusion thing where Dialga and Palkia were maybe once, <gasps> wait a minute, oh my goodness, wait. So, okay, there is a statue in Eterna City in Diamond, Pearl and Platinum. Now, the thing is, is that it's not quite as blended as well, in my opinion, in the remakes of Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Shining Pearl, of which I have beaten, by the way, I powered through that game and it was so much fun. Anyways, that's not the point here. There is a statue in Eterna City that looks like Dialga and Palkia. Um, give me one second. I'll be right back. Okay, so Eterna City. The Japanese translation of this place calls it history living. I find that really interesting. Um, uh, so Eterna, Eterna, I really wonder how Eterna City, what its equivalent will be location-wise in Legends Arceus. I can't imagine this place not having some kind of ge geographical equivalent in, uh, Legends because of the hints of lore that you get in this place. So the thing that I, I just had this epiphany. So basically we have Adaman and Irida. Adaman, uh, believes in Dialga, Irida believes in Palkia. They think of them as, uh, they both call them the Almighty Sinnoh. 
So um, that means that maybe maybe Sinnoh was once one Pokemon that Arceus created. So there is an ancient statue in Eterna City, and I'm going to link this in the description as well. So I'm going to just read what's written on the website because that's just easier. I don't want to try and find words right now. It's just why would I do that? So it says, quote, this Pokemon statue is up a little hill to the east of Eterna City. Um, in Diamond and Pearl, the statue has a plate dependent on the game, while in Pokemon Platinum, the plate has been torn off the statue. It was once the centerpiece of many festivals. A man in the house just south of the statue will tell the player the two inscriptions. In the Team Galactic Headquarters a building in Veilstone City, a report can be found with missing text generated with a machine indicated by uh, um, an ellipses, uh, one described by the man in the house. Um, you can ignore the Team Galactic HQ building stuff. Like just, just know that there is a way to find out the text that's written on the two different tablets that appear in Diamond and Pearl. The text extracted by the machine is written in bolded text. The first one says, the creation of Dialga, the giver of time. In laughter, there is tears, and likewise, it is with time. The same time flows on, for it is the blessing of Dialga. The second one says, says this, the birth of Palkia, the creator of parallel dimensions, alive, yet not alive. Everything drifts in space to arrive in the same universe. It is the blessing of Palkia, end quote. So this is really, really interesting. Um, because uh, my my thinking with legends uh, with legends is that the approach they're actually taking is that uh, they are kind of going for a very blended approach when it comes to how they are tying in the three games that are attributed to Hisui, i.e., Diamond Pro Platinum, the Sinnoh region, and the lore there between the three games is shared. Um, so. Uh, yeah, that is really interesting because the reason I'm bringing all this up because I think I mentioned this as well, but I might have forgotten because I always forget to say stuff. The statue that is situated in Eterna City in the older games, it 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 blends a lot better because it's like pixelated and stuff. The Dia like the, the statue could be either Dialga or Pacquiao. Like like it looks like it could be both Pokemon. There are features of both Pokemon that are kind of on the statue. Like I think its arms kind of, or arms slash legs resemble Palkia's, but then it has kind of Dialga's crest, but then also Dialga's hind legs, but then I think it its face or like, like the head shape resembles Palkia a little bit more. Not entirely sure which features belong to what. I know in the Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remakes, they definitely made it look more like Dialga, in my opinion. It doesn't really look as much of a blend between the two Pokemon, but uh, whatever. At least in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, it definitely looks like a mix between Dialga and Palkia. So, um, uh, this is to say that Dialga and Palkia are most definitely two distinct Pokemon, and they definitely govern two different aspects of the universe. There is Palkia with space and Dialga with time. Um, Irida believes in uh, the fact that uh, Palkia, Palkia made Hisui vast so Pokemon could live freely throughout it. Um, so uh, there's that. And then of course, I guess the whole time thing has yet to be fleshed out a little bit more in the way that the Diamond Clan is, like the way that Adaman leads the Diamond Clan or the things that they believe in as it pertains to Dialga. I think that needs to be fleshed out a little bit more. I find that aspect to not be as clear from this trailer footage. Um, 
I don't know. And then picking apart these text inscriptions is like uh, Dialga, the giver of time. In laughter, there is tears. In and likewise, it is with time. I Part of me feels like I need to do like a deep dive into this and not like, not just like do it in this like extra. Like this is the kind of thing that I think I need to expand for a much broader theory. Of course, this is probably the only kind of, this is kind of the only thing that could happen once I actually, like once the game actually comes out, because then we'll actually know stuff. Either that or we get some more confirmed lore stuff in the trailer footage before the game. Although I can't imagine they're going to reveal that much given that you don't want to give away the game. Because uh, it depends on how how like important that lore is uh, to the, uh, how important the lore is to the game. For example, we already know by this point that Ataman and Irida both refer to their respective legendaries as Almighty Sinnoh. They give them the same name of Sinnoh. They don't distinguish between the two. I'm, like when Ataman says Almighty Sinnoh, he's talking about Dialga, but when Irida says it, she's talking about Palkia. So it's like, it's these kind of things. Um, now, the thing is that the whole thing in Pokemon Platinum with the plate being torn off of the statue, it's like, I, I have a feeling that Legends is kind of going for that approach and that maybe there's something to speak about Dialga and Palkia maybe once being one like, like one Pokemon. Um, but then whatever kind of text inscription that's associated with that has been lost. And there are ruins of like temples and stuff that we see in various aspects of the trailer footage, as well as in the new uh, Pokemon that was revealed a couple days ago. Uh, there are some like pillar, like broken down pillars and stuff. So who knows? There's there are definitely sites of ruin, I think, in Hisui that could potentially indicate it at, at something more here. You know what I mean? Um, but before I continue on analyzing the remainder of this trailer, and as well as talking about some other things that are written on the website, I need to look up something one more time. Uh, I'll be right back. Okay, there is one other location that is in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum that I do want to talk about, and it is Celestic Town. This is translated to the past lives. So um, it is a tiny town. So this is, uh, again, everything will be linked. So, quote, it is a tiny town that preserves the history of Sinnoh and the old ways of life. The center of town has a small shrine that dates back to ancient times. It is one of the smallest towns in the entire region. It is also one of the oldest, and some say the town has been there since Sinnoh was created. End quote. Um, the thing is, is that uh, the little shrine in the center, so there's that little shrine, and then there's a little cave. And beside the cave, there are, are two different, like, kind of, uh, um, uh, um, like wall paintings, one of Dialga and one of Palkia. And if you go inside, then there's a, um, a design of Azelf, Yuxi, and Mesprit on the on the walls as well. Um, so this is a, with a red sphere in the center. Um, let's see, uh, there, yeah. I did want to bring this up. Just give me one second. I wanted to bring this up. I'm saying give me one second, but it's not like you can, you can actually cut me off or anything. Be patient with me is essentially what I'm saying. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, okay. So the Celestic Ruins is what it's officially called in its interior when you go inside the cave. Um, there are etchings telling the legend of Azelf, Mesprit, and Yuxi, however. Okay. Uh, fresco involving the Lake Guardians. Uh, Let's see, in Pokemon Platinum, an event is unlocked here after the Stark Mountain storyline is complete. Don't worry about that. 
When the painting at the rear of the ruins is examined, Cynthia will appear to give her theory to the painting's meaning. An identical fresco can be found in Mount Coronet, blocking the path to the Spear Pillar. It is destroyed by Team Galactic after the player has freed the Guardian, the late Guardians at their HQ. Hmm. Hmm, okay, so I need to I need to look into that. I need to look into that in a little bit more detail. Essentially, there's just two places in Sinnoh, especially, especially like Celestic Town and Eternal City is what comes to mind first. There are two places that are definitely connected with the broader lore that I think will be dealt with in Legends Arceus. And I wanted to bring up these two places because if we have location, like geographical equivalents of them in Legends Arceus, like an equivalent of, it, of Eterna City, and an equivalent of uh, Celestic Town, and the whole point of uh, some saying that the town has been been here since the creation of Sinnoh. So it's like, at what point was the almighty Sinnoh entity that like that Pokemon? Wow, like when was the distinction between Dialga and Palkia made? When would it become known that the land is Sinnoh? Because the broader implications of that is that if the land, the region is called Sinnoh, right? Then that's implying that it's like, this is the shared land of Dialga and Palkia. This is the domain of Dialga and Palkia in a sense, if you will. Um, uh, like that for me, that, that would be the implication. So it's like, what, um, at, Timeline wise, I'm curious to see how this all works out because it still to me isn't entirely clear how many years, like how distant a past the Hisui region is set in compared to Sinnoh. Um, given that it's borrowing aesthetics from like uh, 18th century Edo Japan and whatnot, um, like it's definitely meant to have an older feel to it. I just don't know quite how ancient it is, you know? Um, so yeah. I think, I think that's about all I can say on that topic right now, which is really interesting. So Adaman and Irida propose some really interesting ideas when it comes to the legendary Pokemon and their role in the story. Then the next order of business um, that we see in the trailer, one last thing to note about Irida is that uh, she there's a, a shot of her kind of at this like cliffside where she starts playing a white flute. And in the distance, we see a coastline um, and a, kind of an islet in the distance. And then we see these like rocks protruding out of the water. Now we've seen these two kind of curved rocks, almost like claws emerging out of the water. We've seen this in other trailer footage for this game. Um, I have a, wait, I need to figure out something. All right, well, that turned out to be a slightly fruitless effort. Essentially, I was trying to look through like a bunch of the trailers that have already been released. And the thing that I saw in um, this most recent trailer as of December 15th, um, that coastline and then those two like rock protruding out of the water. What I was trying to find out is which of which of the shores that have been introduced in the trailers had a gastrodon appear on it. See, the thing is, is that in the Sinnoh region, as we see them in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, there is a Pokemon known as Shellos and its evolution, Gastrodon. These Pokemon have two different forms east and west shallows and east and west gastrodon respectively so depending on which coast this is located on then we can actually figure out where um uh uh Irida is playing this flute on this like cliffside 
Um, the thing is that from the trailers that I like, from the trailers that I like scan through, I was able to find Piplops on the shore. I was able to find uh, like I could see Sfeels, Celios, Floatzels, and Weasels. Um, bunch of water type Pokemon's. I mean, it makes sense, right? But I was not able to see a single Gastrodon in some of, in 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 that particular shot where it shows like a Shellos or a Gastrodon and it shows those two rocks protruding out of the distance. Um, the West uh, West Shellos and West Gastrodon are pink, brown, and yellow in coloration, but East Shellos and East Gastrodon are blue, um, uh, green, and yellow in coloration, and they are like sea slug Pokemon. So the thing is, is that I might look through again and see a bit more carefully. I was just kind of skimming right now in the interest of time. But it's very possible that we can actually figure out where, where Irida is playing this flute. Um, the reason why she's playing this flute, um, it appears that noble Pokemon require a flute to be summoned kind of thing. Um, so maybe that's why she's playing it. Not entirely sure. I might, I might come back to this thought in case uh, there is um, more to elaborate on there or more to theorize about. So the, the last part of the video that I do want to talk about is the encounter with the merchants of the Ginkgo Guild. Um, Ginkgo is, a, is a, a, a tree that's actually native to China, um, and I think it has some like medicinal properties as well. Um, so I find that uh, really interesting. Like plants, plants are cool, folks. Um, so we see, uh, we see this like cart, and they definitely have like a design and stuff. And then we see a shot of this character named Ginter, who is the Ginkgo Guild leader. Now on the website. Ginter is described as the head of the Ginkgo Guild. He might not look all that enthusiastic, but it's his strong leadership his strong leadership that keeps the guild together. He'll sell you rare items and special finds that he gets from various places. The really funny thing about his character is that, and Chai has observed this as well, is that he greatly resembles the eighth gym leader of the Sinnoh region, known as Volkner. They have, they, their kind of lowered eyes, the blank expression, the spiky hair, down to the seating posture, folks. They they look so similar. It's hilarious. I'm cracking up. Obviously, I'm not like actually cracking up, but you know. Um. Uh. Oh, okay. That's really interesting. I just noticed that. Let's see. Um. There's a berry or something. No, wait. Hold on. That went really fast. One second. There's a couple berries that he offers. So there's the orange berry, which has already been introduced in the game. Then there's a, a, a vivichoke, vivichoke, also called also called a morning dew bud. It is used as a material for crafting items that can restore vitality to a Pokemon that has fainted. Okay, so that must be like a, the equivalent of a revive. Then there's a bugwort, a wildflower that can be found growing across the Sui region. It does have medicinal properties, but it is so bitter that no wild Pokemon will eat it. Interesting. And then we have a sword cap. Mushrooms that when consumed cause the muscles to swell. They imbue the eater with strength and are one of the materials needed for crafting ox powers. What are ox powers? Huh. I'm very I'm very curious. I'm gonna have to look more into that because I'm not, not sure given the, the space that we have right now, just in terms of time. Alrighty, then I think I think this is the last item of interest, or rather person of interest, and this character is known as Bolo. So Volo is a Ginkgo Guild merchant um, and is often found wandering the Hisui region. He has a tendency to cross paths with you no matter where you travel. He's got a boundless sense of curiosity and is always interested in unusual finds and unusual people. Um, 
Of course, the website also mentions similarities between Commodo, Professor Rowan, um, Jubilee Village, Jubilee City, um, that kind of a thing. Uh, we know that there's definitely even more similarities than that, and the website acknowledges that as well. So that's about all I've got to say from the website. But as for the trailer, here's the thing about Wolo, is that he greatly resembles Cynthia, the champion of Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. Yeah, we got Cynthia's equivalent in this game as a merchant. I found that interesting because I believe Cynthia's grandmother. Oh no, but wait, that still technically works. So Cynthia's grandmother, you actually get to meet her because there's this like old charm that you have to give her in part, as part of the storyline in the games. You get to meet with Cynthia's grandmother in Celestic Town, and then she'll tell you some more in the cave, in the Celestic Ruins. She'll tell you some more stuff. And uh, yeah, um, so, so, I mean, her, her, her grandmother's obviously aware of, of Pokemon lore and things like that in, in the Sinnoh region to a degree. So I wonder if there's like a, like a traceable lineage with, with Volo. <laughs> like he just, he resembles Cynthia way too much for it to just be a coincidence. Like it's the same case with like Cyrus and Silene, but Volo resembles, or Cynthia resembles Volo even more than Cyrus resembles Silene. So, like they even cover, like they even part their hair the same way. Like it's, it's just down to those little details, you know? Um, so that about covers that trailer of the new faces that we're going to see in um, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. And then the Hisuian, uh, the new, the new uh, the Pokemon with the new Hisuian form, we're gonna talk about that little guy right now. He's adorable. It's Hisuian Voltorb, folks. So there's a little bit of background. Voltorb is an electric, is, an ele is it electric steel or is it just electric? I forget. Okay, that's not the point. Um, anyways, um, at the very least, Voltorb is an electric type Pokemon um, introduced in the first generation. Um, and it resembles a Pokeball. That's its whole thing, is that it's a Pokemon that looks like a Pokeball. Um, the normal Pokeball, the red and white, that's it. And it looks really angry. That's its whole thing. But here we have Hisuian Voltorb, the sphere Pokemon, um, and it has a more wooden design, um, definitely a lot more blocky, has a much more goofy and cheery expression and a little hole on the top of its head. Um, and it is an electric grass type. So in uh, 20 seconds into this 41 second video, we see a bunch of pillars and stuff. This was some of the stuff that I was mentioning before, which is that there there appear to be other ruins in Hisui. Like, like as old as Hisui is supposed to be, there, there, there appears to be structures that precede Hisui as well. And um, I mean, that makes me so happy. I love me some good lore and history. Um, we see his, uh, Hisui and Voltorb knocking down a berry tree. There's a bunch of them jumping around in excitement around the Pokemon, like the character avatar. Um, Hisui and Voltorb's whole thing is that uh, it gets really excited. When it gets really excited, it shoots like zaps of electricity. And I'm like, that is adorable. That is so, so entertaining. I think there's already memes going around about like Hisuian Voltorb and comparing it to the normal Voltorb and being like, what happened to him? He used to be so happy. And I, that, that, that stuff cracks me up. There's also a really, really like cute animated short of Hisuian Voltorb trying to eat a berry. And it's a whole little story. I'll link that in the description. You can watch that for fun. Um, but yeah, there's like a, a whole lot going on in Legends Arceus. I honestly feel like my previous 
like kind of episodes and theory and like theories and extras and all this all the stuff i've done about pokemon legends Arceus to this day feels kind of underwhelming to me now that i've done this kind of summary or i've looked at like i'm i'm seeing the trailers come out it's like obviously yeah i only know so much as things are going and characters like my Rezu, iskan um leanne these characters we knew they had names and we knew some of them were wardens but we didn't know what that meant and they were wearing different outfits i think i'd already previously theorized but maybe i did maybe i didn't maybe this happened in my head or not i don't know but i definitely had a thought that it's like the whole thing with the galaxy team is if they're working with other groups and other factions that exist in hisui the galaxy team is not the only one doing what it's doing but on some level i would need to redact that thought a little bit in the sense that it's like i think the galaxy team is the only one doing what it's doing but the diamond and pearl clans are doing things that are very similar to each other they have very similar goals but they uh operate based on separate ideals and things like that. They are, they work very similarly. They both have similar hierarchical, hierarchical structures. They both have leaders. They both have wardens to watch over certain noble Pokemon. Um, I was looking back at one of the earlier trailers and Leanne has this line where he was like, I don't know if we can give any offerings to uh, Cleavor right now, giving, given how it's on this rampage, this rampage and it's running amok, like that kind of a thing. Um, so uh i feel like on some level the diamond and pearl clans are responsible for guarding certain pokemon but at the same time they're like we need to appease them it's like the the humans here are there because this is again before a time where pokemon and humans are like uh coexisting peacefully in the sense that it's like the Hisui region is comprised of Pokemon and people, but they are not living together. People have not yet domesticated Pokemon. And that's what your whole purpose is in this game is that you're gonna complete the first ever Pokedex. You're gonna catch Pokemon. Um, so there's there's just a lot of really interesting implications with the concept of the noble Pokemon um, and things like that. I wonder if we're gonna get other new Pokemon like Cleavor, which appear to be based off of pre-existing Pokemon, but are either completely new forms or just new Pokemon altogether. I don't know if we've actually seen a whole new Pokemon just yet. Because we've seen Hisui in forms, and then we've seen Pokemon like Weirdeer, Basculegion, and Cleavor. But, um, uh, Basculegion, oh, and Braviary, that's right. Uh, but his, no, Braviary is a Hisui in form. Anyways, the point about Weirdeer and Basculegion easily is that they are based off of pre existing Pokemon, but it's like they have different forms or different evolution. But I don't know if we've seen a unique Pokemon yet. Like we, we got Hisui and Zorua and Zoroark got unique typing with that. And then we got, you know, Hisui and Voltorb now. But it's like, I think we have yet to see an original, original, original Pokemon. Unless you count Cleavor as one. I, I thought the whole thing with Cleavor is that it's like supposed to be part of the Scythe or Sizor family. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, so yeah. Those are some more updates on uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, things are getting really interesting, and I'm sure the lore here is going to be uh, really, uh, yeah, really intriguing. Um, so anyways, thanks for tuning in, folks, and I'll see you next time.